Well, I think the nation or its legal counsel are talking out of both sides of its mouth. They were stern in their belief when those buildings were bulldozed and there were altercations on those lands, that they had absolute sovereignty over those lands and civil regulatory jurisdiction and police power over those lands. And if that were the case, you would not subsequently be seeking a land use permit. So I'm not, I'm not buying what they appear to now be selling. Either the Cayuga Nation is sovereign or it's not, and it is acting both in a duplicitous way and, as I've said, talking out of both sides of its mouth. You might remember this voice. This is Gabe Galanda, the managing lawyer of Galanda Broadman, an indigenous rights law firm stationed out of Seattle, Washington. We here at FingerLakes1.com spoke with him right in the waking aftermath when several properties along State Route 89 in the town of Seneca Falls were demolished under the veil of darkness at the hands of Clint Halftown and the Cayuga Nation Police. On episode 220 of Inside the Finger Lakes, Galanda characterized this moment as unprecedented in his 15 years of practicing law throughout tribal nations in the United States. And now, a few months later, when the Cayuga Nation requested additional demolition building permits from Seneca County, they were in fact denied because of an outstanding bill with delinquent taxes, $6,061,131.23 to be exact of which more than 254000 comes from the subject properties along the east side of State Route 89. In a FingerLakes1.com exclusive, Lee Alcott, the lead attorney for Halftown in the Cayuga Nation, commented in response, quote, The Cayuga Nation offered to remove debris and clean the property just as it did across the street. The county can work out amicably or in a court of law where the nation will prevail as it has for the last 15 years, end quote. Hello, I'm Gabriel Petrazio, Finger Lakes One News, and welcome to the Daily Debrief, our show about stories that matter. And on this edition, we ask, what is the fallout from the county's decision to deny building demolition permits to the Cayuga Nation, as we reconnect with Galanda to weigh in on this unfolding update? Beyond the breaking news headline from a few days ago, this was a clear, cut-and-dry, tacit admission that the Cayuga Nation land is not held in trust and that their tribal police force is illegitimate, according to Galanda. Well, from what I've read, it appears that the Cayuga Nation has sought a local land use permit to continue, I suppose, demolition or other activities on the land. So that seems to be a tacit admission that they didn't have jurisdiction to bulldoze the buildings to begin with. And that is also a tacit admission that their so-called police force did not have police power over anybody on those lands at that time or in subsequent days or weeks. The countless parcels of land, which are owned by the Cayuga Nation, scattered throughout Seneca County and are not consolidated. And Galanda says that the county and Cayuga Nation leadership must collaborate to resolve this conflict. These lands are not an island. As you suggest, they exist within a broader neighborhood, community, state, country. And on some level, uh, the Cayuga Nation, in whatever form it assumes, and its local governments will need to begin acting like better neighbors, which is to say that local government should not turn a blind eye to the destruction of buildings and properties that served 
the entire community, not just the Cayuga community, or any abusive process happening relative to those lands. And Cayuga will have to get its act together and be a better neighbor on all fronts, be it relative to that land or those former buildings or anybody who would step foot on them. Cayuga Nation, again, is not an island. And they are sort of pretending like they are in certain instances, but again, as we've talked about, pretending like they aren't in other instances. But at some point, these governments are going to have to sit down with one another and figure out a path moving forward. While the land ownership and legal status of the Cuga Nation police are clarified in the fallout of the permit dilemma, the county and nation are stuck in a conundrum when it comes to recouping the $6 million in taxes, interest, and penalties that are owed by the nation to Seneca County, which is why Galanda advocates for the mediation of the situation between both parties to resolve this conflict. Well, as to taxation, that is a bit of a different animal. And to my knowledge, the Cayuga Nation retains its sovereign immunity from suit that the county might initiate to enforce its assessed taxes. That has been a situation that is not unique to Cayuga Nation or the state of New York and its Indian nations. It it spans the country insofar as Indian nations that own fee land are subject to taxation and assessment of that land, but they cannot be sued to compel payment of those taxes. And that is the predicament that the county and the nation find themselves in right now. I don't know New York State tax collection process, but to the extent it involves naming the landowner as a defendant or a party to a legal proceeding, I do not think that would succeed here because of the Cayuga Nation's sovereign immunity from suit. So this is the proverbial tax right without a remedy dilemma for local government. They have a right to tax fee-owned property owned by the Cayuga Nation, according to the Supreme Court, but they do not have a remedy to enforce that tax, also according to the Supreme Court. That is more reason for these two governments to begin acting like neighbors, to sit down with one another and work out their issues. I recognize the prevailing faction of the Cayuga Nation is probably not capable of effectively sitting down with any government to amicably resolve difference, but nonetheless, it is incumbent upon both of those governments and all governments who have an interest in what is happening out there to sit down and try to figure out a better way than we've witnessed this year. Still, although Galanda insists on the county and nation cooperating in an amicable fashion, he remains seriously skeptical and even doubtful about the county's motivations to finally step in regarding this situation and even resolve the civil rights legal issue which has gone unanswered for Fayette resident Charles Bowman after being beaten and unlawfully detained by the Cuga Nation police back in February. I don't think so. The county already had ample opportunity to maintain civil order or peace on those lands, and for whatever reason, they chose not to. I don't think issues of taxation will motivate them to get any more involved than they've already been, which is to say they haven't been involved. I assume they will continue to take literally a hands-off approach and let whatever process needs to unfold to unfold. But now, with the possibility of litigation looming in the background, Galanda asks for all parties to come sit at the table to reach a definitive resolution together. I would just urge all interested parties out there to figure out a better way than certainly more demolition or destruction or human rights violation or, heaven forbid, now litigation between governments over regulatory jurisdiction, police power, or taxation. 
it's time for adults to get in a room and talk. I'm Gabriel Petrazio, Finger Lakes One News. That's all for today. The Daily Debrief is hosted by Gabriel Petrazio and Josh Durso. Check out past episodes by visiting fingerlakes1.com forward slash daily, and you can find the show's feed on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And if you enjoy it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps us find new listeners. Remember, we're here to answer your questions. So if you have one, email it to debrief at fingerlakes1.com. Who knows, we might build an entire show around it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.